0: Log Talk Radio. Psilocybin.
1: Psilocybin. Uh.
2: Yeah, I don't know which one we're going to do tonight. It was a little pause right there because we got so much energy and it's so good. But uh, tonight is going to be crazy. I don't know whether we're calling the ambulance, whether you're going to hear the angels singing, or whether you're going to be putting your hands together. I ain't sure which one it's going to be. But like I said, before it's over, it's going to definitely be some time to it's popping off. My name's Coach Tyer. I'm Team Charles, Atlanta, Georgia, I'm listening to Coach K Live. Thank you, because you could be a whole lot of places tonight, but you chose to be up in here, and we're gonna be talking about the secrets of the metu-netter and the magic mushrooms. A uh, long time ago, well, I don't know how long ago, could be almost 20 years now. When I first got on my journey of consciousness, it seemed like all roads led through Egypt. You know, <laughs> it was like no matter what, I had to get, I had to get to Egypt. And then when I got to Egypt. They started telling me, yo, it's not Egypt, it's Kemet. And, um, man, even even before that, my first exposure, I went to a historically black university, North Carolina A&T State University. Wait a minute. Before I do all this telling of the story, let me go over here and get my co-host. Let me go get my, my brother from another mother. Uh, I don't know what I call him, a psychedelic engineer, a psycho trooper. Uh, super explorer, martial artist, great father. He's just a bad boy all the, get, all the way around. I need y'all to put y'all hands together for my ace up in the place. He's son. It's a fire walkout. Hey, 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 hey I like that. Uh, <laughs>
3: what would you say? Psycho trooper? I like that. Psycho trooper. I ain't heard that
2: yet. Psycho Trooper, I got that from I got that from my man out in Honolulu. He does the uh, human design, and he yeah. says he did so many he did, he did so many psychedelics for days on end. He said one time he did ayahuasca for like two weeks straight. So he calls hmm. himself a psychic, uh, a psycho trooper. And then the more I look at what we doing, you know, and the conversations we having above ground and below ground, I'm like, man, why, why we ain't you know we qualify. You know what I mean? Yes. Because we pushing, we pushing the envelope. Or you know, do you, uh, do you think it's appropriate the uh, the name I, Psycho Trooper?
3: Absolutely, immediately I gravitated toward it because yeah, like you said, the above ground and the below ground conversations. That's the below ground conversations. My
2: goodness. <laughs> 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 right. So I was just giving up a little background about um, how. I came into you know, rode up on the road up on the Met Netter, and I was just gonna get some background while we wait on Baba Kalinde to follow up in here and um let me send him a quick text. Yeah, he 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 know we get it started and get might get a little long winded at the beginning but for me I came across the Metunetter I think in nineteen eighty nine and I was at North Carolina A and T State University and it was some five percenters, some people from the some brothers and sisters from the Nation of Islam and some brothers and sisters from the Asar Set Society, which I had never heard of. And that was the first time I saw the Metunetter. And we was like, Yo, we're gonna make this thing called the History Club and keep it grassroots and you know, inshallah is still popping now twenty plus years later. You go through Greensboro. You just going over to A and T and say, "What the History Club at?" I don't know if they still meeting on Mondays or Wednesdays, but still thriving over there. And it's just been a wild ride, man. Because like I said, at one point, it was like everything, all roads led through Egypt. Uh, what kind of what kind of journey was it for you when you guys started, or yeah, when you absolutely. first came across the met?
3: I'll never forget. We went. I think it was the late '90s. We went over one of my partner's houses to. Um, of rap or freestyle or something like that, and his older brother had a copy of The Medu Nater by Raul the man, on the coffee table, and I remember just, it, it seemed like it glowed <laughs> on the coffee table, and I remember <laughs> flipping through it like this is the deepest thing I've ever seen in my life. That was my first introduction, was that book, and, um, you know, just, uh, I had the chance to uh, meet a few people, like you said, from the Asar Seth Society and listen to some audios and it just kind of opened my mind to Kimmy. and of course, then it spilled over into Bobby Hemett and other things. But, but I haven't had a chance to really get into the mysteries the way that I think that Baba Kalindi is about to present it tonight. Though he's taking it to a whole other level with it, I think that a lot of people are not familiar with.
4: Straight up, what do
2: you mean, man? What do you, what do you, what are you saying? Why do you, uh, why do you think that? What kind of, how many levels of the Metunetta are they? Oof. I thought you were just Wait. gonna read the book, and and, and that was just gonna be it.
3: Hey, well, apparently there's multiple symbols of inside of symbols inside of symbols, like one of those Russian dolls. That's the way I'm hearing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little deeper
3: than Wallace Budge, apparently. <laughs> Facts. Fact.
2: Than... So, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, so. if for those of you, if y'all decided to. Make this your first show that you're listening to. I highly, highly suggest that you go back and catch show number one. I mean, seriously, that was when we did all the white belt, you know, groundwork. You know, doing our squats, getting our waist open up. You know, doing our basic yoga postures. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, learning how, uh, learning how to salute in the class and take your shoes off. Before you come in on the mat, but tonight I think it's gonna be a little different than that. Matter of fact, every 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 night. Remember at the beginning I was calling it like part one, part two, part three. Then I was like, nah, these are episodes, you know. Yeah. So uh, I think y'all want to get ready because if you went back and listened to the first uh, first show and then you're all the way caught up, you good. I just had a friend of mine phone cut off last week when we were talking about seminal retention and ejaculation, on the prime oh. directive of planet Earth, and she was like, "Where's the where that show at?" So I don't know if we're gonna touch on that tonight, but next week we're gonna be talking about sexual energy, ethneogens and tantra, and relationships, and love, and T and poly and mono and algorithms. And the Matrix. I don't even know what the title is gonna be next week. However, I would just tune in. That's about all I can say for that one, right? And it's right before, it's right before, it's gonna be the day before Valentine's Day, all right? Yeah. So we on, we on, we on next, uh, we on the next next Wednesday, right before Valentine's Day. Y'all know the 15th is the end of cuffing season. Okay, so you know, if you didn't get your Valentine, then you didn't go ahead and snap somebody up. If you're not familiar with Cuffin Season, you're gonna have to go Google it. You will find out what Cuffin Season is all about. But um, yeah. So tonight, man, I'm just really, really um excited about how we getting ready to get this thing started, man. Um, I, I I have like several questions, but I don't even know like where to get it started at. But I think. We're just going to get it popping and get brother to d- jump in and just, uh, just just release what's on his heart. Tonight is the Secrets of Metuneta and the Magic Mushrooms with guest Kalende e. e. The call-in number is 917-889-3803. And, yes, this is part five, episode five, excuse me. Uh, we've read about the mysteries, but what about stepping into the mysteries? Are the hieroglyphics real, and how do we use them? Do they hold the answers to the secrets of ancient Kemet? Well, tonight, international scholar and master teacher Kalinda E. of the Temerian Institute joins Coach Kyer and Firewater on Coach K Radio to reveal the secrets of the metu netter and the magic mushroom. Now, I promise you, in all my years, I never thought those two would go together. As usual, this will be an envelope-pushing conversation, and there's going to be a ton of extras. Pen and paper is a must. Feel free to not only call in to listen, but press 1 at any time if you have a comment or question. We're going to see you right now. And don't forget to bring or invite a friend. Share this on your social media timeline. Don't hide it, divide it. I need everybody to get on their feet, put their hands together for Baba Kalende. Peace Baba Kalinda. how you feeling this evening?
4: I'm <laughs> well. How are you?
2: Oh man, blessed by the best. Yes. Uh, okay, real good. Can hear yeah. you loud and clear. Why you uh why are you um, getting, uh, are you getting off and set
0: up?
2: Oh go ahead.
4: No, I was saying to to get this started uh, dealing with the uh, metroneta, um or uh according to how you deal with the pronunciations and things like that because it's a plethora of different uh, persuasions of, of dealing with these pronunciations um, and also the reading of the Uh First and foremost, there's a esoteric and an exoteric Rendition of the the or hieroglyphics from the Greek, uh, meaning picture signs uh, or sacred picture language from the Greeks. Metoneter meaning the mouth of the gods or the mouth Or the the language of the gods or the word of the gods. And when we talk about the gods, where that's just a translation. We we're, we're not saying that the Neteru or the Netar or the Neter. Or the neter are gods because they are not uh, Matter of fact Africa does not have any gods That's a um, That's a, a um, Concept from uh, A different part of the world After the the fall um, I'm not a Expert in the translation of the Exoteric uh, Meternature Or hieroglyphics So we don't have to get into that argument I can give a little bit of my background. Um, I actually studied with Dr. Ben and Dr. Clark and also uh, Dr. Simmons uh, in Detroit back in the mid-70s. We had a college, uh, Shaw College of Detroit, which was uh, one of the black colleges that we had had in the city of Detroit, and every summer... Dr. Uh, uh, a man, a uh, scholar by the name of Clarence Harris would bring Dr. Ben in. As a matter of fact, he would bring Dr. Ben in early as 69 and 70, and it is his it is his uh, tapes, and he has them reel-to-reel with a lot of Dr. Ben and Dr. Clark in their earlier, younger days, all reel-to-reel that we have to actually get into and get on the Internet. Um, In the actual original taping of uh, Black Man Wake Up, which Dr. Ben did So Mm -hmm. Dr. Ben and Dr. Clark, they would both get several weeks in the summer Uh, Dr. Ben would get two weeks of teaching from like 9 o'clock in the morning to (laughs) 11 o'clock at night Um, uh, He would do that for two weeks And then since he had a girlfriend in Detroit, he would stay an extra two weeks. So we would have uh, like a month of Dr. Ben teaching uh, exclusively to, you know, uh, us in Detroit. And then I would travel to New York and, uh, you know, First World Alliance and uh, the East and all those different places that had – Culture and things uh, at headquarters Which at the time was Harlem and Brooklyn And uh, the rest of New York City uh, A lot of things going on And, um, you know, later uh, You know, just traveling, you know So um, I went to Went to Kemet, which is the proper name of, Or Kim, the proper name for what we called The Egypt back in the uh seventy nine eighty. Back when uh, you could actually do something there with, Before Hawass And uh, before they put up the fences And had the guards and things like that So I climbed, you know, climbed to the top of the pyramid at night Spend the night on top of the pyramids Which go inside the king's chamber And lay in the sarcophagus Climb on top of the sphinx And try to find the, the secrets and things like that And... You know, so uh, that's just a little bit because I don't want to go a lot into uh, what I, you know, what what I've done, but get into the the meat of this uh, of this subject. And one other thing I did when I came back from uh, Egypt, I brought with me the Acacia nilotica, which is the tree of life. Uh, some of the, uh, the tree of life that is the repository of the records, the uh records of the Acacia DMT back in seventy nine eighty. So, you know, this was before a lot of people were going to Egypt and things like that and you know, just had a had a wonderful time learning, you know, uh searching out books in you know, in London, in the the book area in London and then moving through New York City, trying to pick up books and things like that for my library, which uh, which grew quite extensively over the decades. I had close to uh, 10,000 books, you know, which the uh, super majority of them I read, not just picked up to have books, but, you know, these are the type of, you know, it's the type of background I have in the in the subject and dealing with it. And I also went to workshops and seminars with Roosevelt uh, Roberts, who,
5: um,
4: you know, taught, uh, you know, out of Chicago, Meta Meta and uh, Sister Ricchetti and fellow Binga. And uh, I've studied with uh, Brother Bonacci when I have time. But I'm not an expert in hieroglyphic, Translations, as I said uh, In the reading of the text Because everybody in ancient Kim, Didn't do everything Everybody wasn't a multi-genius So when I want translations Done and things like that I bring them to Bonacci Who is one of, now one of the elders Of the metal Nature In the African community of the United States And everybody knows Brother Bonacci and, uh, and his work He has the metal Nature Course and class online that many of you if you are interested in learning how to read the demotecture um his class is uh is the one you should you should definitely go and and do online and if you get a chance if you're in Detroit go by one of his classes so that's my background with the demotecture uh, and the hieroglyphics in the esoteric sense um recommended works on the flavor of Egypt or Kemet. Uh, I would suggest the works of Sforla de Lubitz, you know, and, of course, you know, the the regular Budge and Faulkner and things like that if you want to, you know, if you want to learn to uh, translate and things like that. The regulars... And you know, so it's, it's about really uh, if that's your your niche where you want to uh, be as far as your study of ancient Kemet. I basically um, stopped so much in my study of Kemet because it's just one of the uh, it's just one particular time in Africa. You know, there are many different places in Africa that are open for study and there's a lot of people studying Africa and Kemet, uh, Kemet particularly during the dynastic period. And some of my uh, my gatherings from this discourse with Kemet over, you know, for 45 years, you know, and things like that is that, you know, uh, a lot of the things that the Egyptologists and people, uh, anthropologists and things like that, Uh, are viewing Kemet as and talking about the things of Kemet uh, during the dynastic period are, you know, are pretty much wrong because they're dealing with linear dates. And one thing that Kemet talks about and teaches us is that the earth runs in cycles. It's not a linear from the, Lesser to the greater And we can look at that in ancient Kemet we, Even when we talk about the, the pyramid In Saqqara, the Mustafa, What they call the first pyramid Of Zozar And that's not actually the first pyramid That's actually the last pyramid The pyramid Complex at um, With the great pyramid You know, at Giza Is the oldest pyramid uh, Pyramids uh, In ancient Kemet or in dynastic chemistry. It goes back more than uh, in its repaired state, 38,000 years, because that's one of the alignments with the, the three pyramids and the stars in Orion's belt. The last alignment was 10,600 years ago uh, in the time of Leo, where the Sphinx on the equinox, the sun rises right in the middle of the head of the of the Sphinx. So these are astronomical calendars, these are astronomical alignments that happen uh you know that happened at a particular time, you know. Uh, at the time that they say that the Sphinx was created was, was built, you know, twenty five hundred B B C E, um, that was the time of Taurus. They wouldn't have built if you read Swallow the Lubitz In other works, When the stars are in a particular place The comedic people Build what their ancestors did Alignments according to the sign In the heavens So in the, in the taurian age You would see the proliferation of the bull um, During the time of Aries, you would see the proliferation of the ram. When you see the time of Leo, you would see the proliferation of the lion. So when we talk about Kemet and we're talking in the dynastic period, that's not ancient Kemet. That is the reconstruction, the reemerging of Kemet and how they viewed Their ancestors and put together things that their ancestors did Because the dynastic Kemetic people are not the ones that built the pyramids And built the Sphinx They are those who picked up the legacy Of those who built the pyramids and the Sphinx And that goes into what we've been talking about a little bit The last couple of times uh, The Younger Dryas and the impact cataclysm that happened At 12,800 BCE And 10,600 BCE Because the desert Which is now Sahara You See that desert now But 10,600 BC It wasn't A desert like that It was green and lush Had lakes, tributaries, streams, rivers and all of that dried up after the, uh, the 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 last impact, after the last global maximum, which was twenty one thousand years ago, the Pleistocene Ice Age, which um, has started to recede uh, twelve thousand eight hundred years ago, when the climate changed and switched to uh, in the north at least a more temperate climate, and the, the, the impact that happened at that time that changed the weather globally um, brought in uh, the drying of the Sahara. But we see, when we look at the, um, the sinks, um, you see weather, uh, weather or water erosion on the sinks, vertical fissures on the body of the Sphinx that could not have been made in the dynastic period because there was no rain in the dynastic period. So when we look at um, uh, the sinks and we look at the weathering, it's not wind and sand erosion. Uh, It is... It is the um, the erosion of water. And the last time that you had torrential rains in that part of um, ancient uh, uh, Kemet was 10,600 years ago when uh, there were torrential rains coming from that same cataclysm, 10,600 BCE, excuse me, 10,600 years ago, um, that came from when the uh, asteroidal or comet impact happened, and it was above the ice sheet and above water, which threw up steam, which changed the climates, which created torrential rains in Kemet at that particular time. So you have the weathering of the sinks. And people say, well, the the pyramids don't show that. How can they be that old also? And the pyramids don't show that type of water weathering. Well, the pyramids were covered with the limestone covering up until the time when uh, humans, uh, uh, the Arabs in Egypt, cracked the outer casing on the pyramids and took the pyramids' outer casing off and took it to build um, the building buildings in Cairo. So if there would have been any weather, weathering on the pyramids, um, it wouldn't have showed up because the outer casing that was there at the time of the torrential raining was uh, was taken off. So it's a lot of information that we're going to be talking about as far as um, the actual metanetra itself. The metanetra itself is a technology. Um, it is a algorithm. It is a source of information. And, Contrary to what people uh believe about it or think about it, there are several levels to the metal nature. The metal is, of course, a way to convey uh knowledge through the glyphs themselves, the reading and the rendition. Um, different from the cuneiform in, say, you know, uh ancient uh, Mesopotamia, Babylon, Sumerian place you know, place that whole uh thing over there because you have basically
0: <laughs> arrows
4: pointing in different directions of different numbers and things like that, you know. Um and it basically what they found is some historical writings and renderings and they've dealt with, you know, things like law and court cases and Land disputes and things like that But the Meadow nature can convey Poetry and You know feelings and things like that Because a picture is worth A thousand words And as I said Before there are different levels Of meadow nature You know there are different Thought processes that go Wrong with the different levels of Meadow nature Meadow nature was Meant in the priestly caste to be viewed under the influence of the tryptamine hallucinogens, meaning uh, DMT and psilocybin mushrooms, whereas the trip is the trip into the metal nature. In other words, the world that the pre dynastic. Kemetic scientists sojourned in, which built ancient Kemet. They built ancient Kemet from the bringing back information from their trips. It's just like when people say, oh, the aliens, you know, um, uh, I hope we don't go into that the aliens built the pyramids, you know. It was the brothers and sisters in Uh, ancient Africa that built the pyramid and things like that. And I I agree wholeheartedly, Um, not the ones during the dynastic period, but their predecessors built those things. But they built them with information that is alien information, in other words, trans-dimensional information. They went into the DMT compendium, the mushroom compendium of knowledge in separate realities and different dimensions and brought back the information on how to build these things. Because we have to really understand that this is a very young universe. We, it's, it's not old enough. There's not been enough time for people to be building pyramids and the people be... Uh, and for humans to be talking, uh, for there to be mammals on planets, there hasn't been enough time. The, the 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 calculations for building one amino acid, one amino acid is something like ten to the hundred and sixty eighth power, and that is longer than uh, is, is trillions of years longer than this universe has been in existence just to make one amino acid. So it is almost 100% likely, uh, or not likely, but it's almost 100% that this is an arranged construct that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the time. Uh, I'm going to try to maybe explain some of the time when you're talking about 10 to the 168th, if you had a, say you had an inchworm, and that inchworm had to travel from one end of the universe to the other end of the universe, and that inchworm is moving a foot a year to cross the whole universe, and he is taking One atom at a time Of all the atoms That exist in the universe And he's only inching a foot A year He would be able to take All the atoms in the universe Across the universe and back Before you reach the same timeline As 10 to the 168 It is a tremendous It's like A hundred million billion Trillion 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 Trillion, 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 trillion. It's It's unimaginable the size of this number. So that that would be just to by chance in all the universe, different chemicals bouncing together, and you come up with a amino acid, or enzyme. And it would be, and, and put all those together in, the sale, in a cell, it would take a trillion times more than 10 to the 168. So it is almost certain that there's an organizer to this. Now, some people call it God and all that kind of stuff. Some folks call it programmer. Some folks call it their own higher self uh, playing, a, uh, playing a game you know, kind of like uh, Kirk and Spock, you know, flying across the universe and they get to city Alpha 7, you know, and that's to like, you know, uh, Pleasure Planet or, you know, R&R and things like that. So, you know, you, you've done so many things in the universe. See, I'm going to play a, I'm a player, human on Earth, you know, and mess around there for 70 years or so, then get back to you know, my regular job. So, meta nature. Under the influence of the psilocybin mushroom is a technology. At lower doses, the mental becomes animate on the papyri or papyruses that you are viewing or the freeze on the wall that you are viewing. It becomes animate. It starts moving around the wall. They start talking. At higher doses, the metal nature, say you're in your bedroom and you've taken uh, 25, 30 grams of mushrooms and you're looking at a papyri um, in subdued light at the height of your mushroom excursion, those characters would then three-dimensionalize from the two-dimensional papyri. And step off into your room, and you'd be there with the actual characters inside of the paparai inside of your room, and they would, you know, talk to you and tell you what's going on, and you could ask them questions and things like that. And that's how the ancient comedic people, not the dynastic, not the 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 recycled dynastic people, but the ancient comedic people did, that's how they built Kemet that's how they came back and drew what they saw and took the writing from different dimensions and brought it to the earth, it was downloaded from the heavens to the earth you took the mushrooms you went to heaven, you saw the the the, the powerful beings there the exotic entities with birds heads and human bodies and you know, crocodile with hippopotamus head and lions feet and these type of things. And they brought these things back and they drew on the walls, carved on the walls, painted on the papyri, what they saw there and what was what was taught to them there. So the information is in the papyri. It's in the carvings of the wall, the reliefs. What they saw for that information is still there, so it's still accessible because time as we know it, linear time, is not the same in the entheogenic realms, in the other dimensions. So taken at the higher doses, at the high doses of mushrooms, you go into the actual papyri and you're there in the world or you're there in the place that, the neturu or the exotic things are inside of that paparazzi, you're in that world for six to eight hours. Because the mysteries of this thing is so deep and so vast that it is unimaginable. This is not a small thing. This is part of the core of reality and how we phase and interconnect uh, uh, inner to the true source of what is consciousness and what is life and uh, how we relate it to what we're doing now and things like this. So the middle letter is on several different levels. Some you have to transparacize the walls. There are Doses is inside of the DMT compendium and the mushroom Ingestion that You read In a wave In other words The walls become transparent Just like When you know in Minority Report Or in uh, uh,
2: You know the Avengers
4: When Branner and they have their computers and they're moving characters in the air and things like that, you know. These are the things that came out of entheogens. That's how you got the doggone MRI and stuff like that. You take your doggone entheogen, you put on your mask, and it shows you uh, the brain, the brain scan. It shows you the thyroid. It shows you what's going on with the person's body. That's why they say you know, the witch doctor, he got his, you know, he got his witch doctor mask on and he got his horse tail and he's got, you know, uh, a spear and things like that because he's manipulating energy on high levels because he has taken the impiogen that gives him the ability to be able to see. Is no different than uh, augmented reality of what we have now. All of these are, The ancient techniques
2: That are reemerging
4: on a different level In modern times Because things go in cycles And since this is a Lower vibrational cycle We have Different technologies That are not As high as the Vibratory rates of the Ancient technologies Whereas You know Everybody wants to be everything nowadays, but your family may not be part of that lineage because we have confusion. We don't uh, look at things like time travel and family and DNA and all of these different types of things and houses. And we talked before about the houses, per onk, the house of the onk, per netta, house of the netta's. Because as I said before in previous lectures, the house is the most important. Per Wasser. Wasir. Waseir—that is the proper name of Osiris. That's where you get the wisdom from and the sorcery from the, so- the Sokar sorcery, sorcerers of darkness that are part of the of the per wasir the, the house of Wasir, the house of osiris, the house of the house of Ansar, so as we have these different types of technologies, when we put on the falcon mask or we put on the mask of the cow or we put on the mask of whatever, those are different worlds and different dimensions. And technologies that project from the entheogenic realms of several different dimensions into the dimensionality of the temple, which are places of science. See, the science that they have now is incomplete because it doesn't—it only has the connection to the physics of this particular. Three dimensional construct And it's a construct It's a simulation It's an algorithm And these simulations That I embedded within simulations That I embedded within simulations And people are thinking that Oh this is base reality And if you take a Psychedelic or entheogen You're not in reality You're trying to escape reality No it pulls away the maya just like the Mayans, just like in, uh, in India, Maya, illusion. It pulls away the illusion and gives you a deeper access into consciousness and how consciousness relates to the macroverse and the microverse. How far out can you go? How far in can you go? But if you're just stuck in the middle with three dimensions and five senses, even you know um string theory with which is something you can you can't can do absolutely nothing with, um that there's ten ten dimensions a possible eleven dimensions, you know. Little guy in the wheelchair who just passed on, Stephen Hawkins, not Stephen, yes, yeah, Stephen Hawkins said that there are infinitesimal or in infinite, excuse me, infinite dimensions. That means dimensions go on forever. There's no number to it. But scientists want to break it down. Where it's fashionable for them other than saying, "Look, this stuff goes so far, we don't know what the heck is going on. We just bear try to try to use as much as we can to get as much access as we can, because it's about access mm-hmm. and how you access the metal Nature, how you access the mandalas, how you access the magic carpets, how you access the the puzzles and labyrinths. These are tools, and the tools that they access, such as the mushroom accessing the manometer, is how your consciousness fuses and phases with higher dimensional beings and higher dimensional constructs. So, when we say, um, you know. Uh, When you get to the, you know, if you take a meter and divide it and keep dividing it and keep dividing it and divide it and divide it and divide it. And And then when you get to the plank wall or the plank length, which I talk about quite a bit too, 10 to the negative 35, you can't, you can't half it again. But it is that unity, the unhalfable unity below the plank length that is the beginning of, where we, start, where we start off from Not in the beginning sense But we start off from In dealing with projecting into the Macroverse That's why the ancient Ancients say they come from the stars But that don't mean that They don't mean that In the sense of that's where it all began With the stars Because there's pre, there's pre a matter In other words There's, there's, there's pre Photon, there's pre-electron, there's pre neutron there's before all that. So the construct that we have, you know, it could be some um, 15-year-olds in the future, you know, high school science project that we're uh, walking around in right now. <laughs> it could be a 7 year old you know, uh, project that he's showing at the, you know, at the state, you know, uh, scientific uh, project contest. Look, I've made a whole universe. It's got different beings in it. Here's a planet, a planet I call Earth. Here's the sun. Look, I put gravity in there and electro electromagnetics and all this kind of stuff. Well, that's really that's really a great project, Timmy, but it's not really uh <laughs> Something would, that will win first prize, you may get the yellow ribbon instead of the blue ribbon, you know. But come back next year with something a little more interesting, you know. Because we've had quite a few universes being made this year, and yours is kind of, you know, on the shoddy <laughs> side. So that's that. That's that's you know that should be uh, you know your masters of the universe out there, you know. Didn't even win the blue ribbon at the at the, the you know at the. Elementary school uh, <laughs> science project because there's stuff out there that's that is so grand and so magnanimous that you know it's kind of like that, but for this to be just a spontaneous from nothing into uh, this little universe of ours is next to impossible because the the numbers are too large. I Myself, under many excursions, had to realize that all this stuff is built on numbers, and some, mm. of, the, and some of the classes out, some of the classes out there, where they're manipulating numbers and moving, moving universes and creating planets and creating. Solar systems and things like that, just by changing characters and you know, and you sit out there in the class and you like, what the what the heck are they doing you know i I struggle with you know algebra back in, back on earth, you know, but um the thing is is that it's all based on numbers and it's all based on computer code algorithms and things like that. It's not natural spontaneous, you know, nothing was there, and all of a sudden, for no apparent reason, the uh, nothing just exploded for no reason. You know, it's been there since it's been there, and all of a sudden it just decides to explode into a big bang and create this universe. Nope. Somebody shook some dice and slung them out into, (laughs) into the darkness, and this is what came up. So Meadow Neture is not just the Meadow Neture. it is the, all the technologies of the earth and the reason why I backed up off of it in the translation area of it is because it it, it wasn't you know it, it the sensibility of it wasn't um lining up with my understanding of it entheogenically i'd rather you know would you you would you rather uh, go to the movie And see The Lord of the Rings At the movies Like we see them You know Or would you rather Go to the movies And pay the other uh, The other three dollars And see the 3D Or would you rather go To the movies And put on the Virtual reality glasses And be inside mm. of a bubble that's walk Where you can walk around And you be in the movie And be one of the characters In the movie You know, it's a whole different vantage point, man You know, okay, I'm going to be, you know uh, Frodo, or I'm going to be Gandalf, or whatever And you're walking across the mountains And you feel the cold when you go down in the cave And, you know, uh, you feel the heat from the dragon And you're seeing all this in uh, three-dimensional reality You know, when you fall, you, you really feel the sensation of falling you know, uh, if you're riding a, a winged beast, then you 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 feel the wind on your face and you feel the feathers under you that the, the that the you know the giant bird that's that's taking you. This is the difference in being able to ethereogenically go into these places, and that's what I that's what I chose. You know, they are time time machines time machine trees, trees and forests that are just like they talk about in the Lord of the Rings or whatever, you know, this forest is evil. It has evil intentions. And you go in there and, you know, you go from, uh, you know, a bright sunny day and then you go into Murkwood or Morbid World or something like that and it gets dark and foreboding and the miasma of the smells of rotting Leaves and things like that you smell This is what we're talking about We're talking about actually Being Existent in Different realms of reality You know there's places that you go into In uh, Far away foreboding, forbidden places And you go into these places and It, it, it may be a cave It may be a part of the forest it may be a desert. It may be any of these places. You go in there and things change. And you're like, oh, I'm in a, uh, you know, I'm in a different different spot. You know, that's why I always, in the agenda people, I, I, I tell him you should read uh, the works of Carlos Castaneda. At least the first five. After that he gets kind of off track, he gets off into himself, you know, that he's the, you know, he's the, the, the head honcho sorcerer. But the first five, you know, uh, the Yakuin knowledge and separate reality and uh, all those, all those first ones, you know, he's breaking it down a lot like it really is. I know some anthropologists and other places, people say, "Well, Carlos Castaneda made all that up." Well, if he made all of it up, he did a pretty good job. That's kind of like. Um, Plato when he talked about Atlantis, you know, um, he got the information, you know, the information is in the Critias and the Timaeus, which are two of his works, and what that uh, what that is talking about is you know, some of some of Atlantis, you know. Um and he's just reporting You know um, What he What he heard In these two works And he learned it from Critias the younger Who learned it from His father Critias The elder Who learned it from his father Drophotus Who was a contemporary Of Solon Solon traveled In 600 BC or so To ancient Kemet And when he got there and started asking questions, the priest said that the Greeks are like children. They know nothing of the mysteries. Mm. And when he asked them, and going through the different records and things like that, because he went through uh, the records uh, of what was uh, later to be the Epf building text which is which talks about the time of the primeval hills and the, the Great Flood and things like this. So they told him that nine thousand years prior to the time that Solon was there is when Atlantis sunk. And then when we add up the time with the dates that we have now and we put his six hundred years on the two thousand that has been since the common era has come about. That goes back to 11,600 years ago, which is the exact time of the Younger Dryas impact cataclysm that created a great flood that affected the whole world and deluged many different places, you know, and especially decimated North America, you know. We have a lot to start researching on North America, the first peopling of North America, the megafauna of North America. Megafauna is, as I told you in previous talks, uh, any mammal over 100 pounds, and all of these giant mammals were destroyed in one afternoon because of the impact in Saginaw, Michigan, which created Saginaw Bay and Lake Erie. a comet moving so fast, close to a hundred thousand miles an hour, hit the North American ice shelf and it knocked ice all the way big ass pieces of ice all the way from Michigan to North Carolina. It's like you take a it's like you got a, a six foot ice sculpture. And you take a sledgehammer and hit it, and the big chunks of ice that fly out in all directions, these doggone ice chunks, some of them go out into the ocean, some go out west, some go out, uh, go south. And the ones that go south, they created what is called the Carolina Bays, which are these elliptical um, depressions in the ground in North and South Carolina that, You know, many of them are filled with water now, and they call them the bays, and and, you know, uh, North North uh, uh, North Carolina bays. You know, and it uh, melted water, millions of millions and millions of gallons of water, sending inland tsunamis across the land, creating the Scablands in Washington State and. over flooding Lake Missoula and Montana And the Colorado River swelling its banks Up and on and on and on And not just dry, destroying the, the different Ancient structures that were There but dragging trees And things like that then the second part of it is that the airburst Caught the whole bottom of the country all the way down Into Mexico and South America on fire And you have Actual What's called the Younger Dryas impact, and it left much, much of the the internals of this comet or asteroid um, in its in its uh, in its wake. You know, things like iridium and. Uh, platinum and palladium and nanodiamonds and microspherios and melt glass and miniature buckyballs and all of these different things at the exact time that Plato said that his ancestor Solon learned from the Kemetic priests that this last impact, last major impact happened. They said there were uh, six others before that that they had records of that they put in uh, put later on the walls of the temple of Edfu, which is the Horus temple uh, of Edfu. The Edfu temple is a Ptolemaic temple, a brand uh, a new temple from the Ptolemaic times, uh, probably around 300 BC. But it's made on top of temples, on top of temples, on top of temples. And that's the same thing with Dendera and other temples in Kemet. They have built temples on top of temples. And the time is so long and so far forgotten that they don't even know how old these temple complexes are. It's on the bottom of these doggone things, going back millions of years. Because you had other older impacts, whereas humans and humanoids have been on Earth and been destroyed out. <laughs> so Earth talks about different uh, – they talk about it in India, and they talk about it in Peru, they talk about it in China, and they talk about it in uh, uh, here, the, the Hopi and the others talk about it in North America. They talk about it in Mexico, the destruction. And in in places like India, they said that they knew that the thing was coming, and they got in their Vimanas, which were their flying craft, and went up into the, went up into the, into the doggone atmosphere. Some folks say they went to the doggone moon and waited for, for it to be over and came back. This is all in their so-called myths and legends. So metal nature is no small thing. We need those who are translating the exoteric characters into uh, uh, into uh, you know translations that we can learn from. We need them going into the esoteric areas of metal Neture to be able to experience the experiences. And I don't want to just read about what. The ancient comedic people did You want to do what they did You want to go where they went That gave them the inspiration To be able to Do what they did We don't want to make pyramids That's not that time We We don't need that type of technology Right now We have other things that we could be gleaning And bringing back And sharing So, yes, metanature is a uh, reading and a rendition. It conveys spiritual relationships between the netters, between nature itself. It deals with all of the different areas of society, but there's more. There's the spiritual realms. There are the realms of the soul, of consciousness that are beyond the physical areas of what people think is the so-called real. So, hey, as I said before, it deals not just with the metal net, but it deals with uh, the mandalas and the carpets and the different puzzles, the different areas of knowledge that are contained in relics of power. So places like the Congo, uh South Africa, places like Peru, Paracas where they have the Paracas skulls, where they have those couple of hundred skulls that are elongated, which larger with larger cranial capacities. But you'll see the Head deformation In all parts of the world You'll see it in Southeast Asia You'll see it in China You'll see it in Africa And that's head binding Because they want The heads of the ancestors But the actual Paracas skulls The actual heads They're not Bound and elongated Artificially These are The heads and the capacities Of the brain uh, Brain cavity That are natural and normal To these skulls So we've had Different types of people Not just the
2: um,
4: You know the Neanderthals And the the Soviets And the uh, different other people You know That you know Talking about humanoids now You know We think and deal with the Australopithecines, seems which is uh, uh, Dick Nash or Lucy but Lucy is not even a, a full skeleton it is bones you know you find a, a a throat bone here and then 200 yards over there you find a toe bone, toe bone and then over there you find the skull of uh, something that ain't really human the pelvic bone don't fit so they just threw all these things together and said this is it the team said, this is one person. It ain't one person. The oldest person <laughs> is in South Africa. The oldest person is in South Africa in a cave. And they haven't even excavated. They haven't finished excavating it yet. The one whole so-called oldest person, that's one thing. That's one person. Not, you know, 80 different, uh, you know, some uh, different types of apes Some different types of humanoids And all that kind of stuff put together No So the metal nature Tells us and teaches us that But it shows us also By going into these realms By adjusting the tryptamine hallucinogen The tryptamine hallucinogens are Brain chemistry In an exogenous Form Outside the body So that you can get at your leisure time, the ability to be able to go and to see and to experience. It's not just dealing with endogenous neurochemicals, endogenous psychedelics. Folks want to so badly say, well, can't I just do it on the natural without having to take a psychedelic? Because of the prejudices of the last 40, 50 years of dealing with Um, Psychedelics in a Outlaw form In a uh, crazy Cultural form that uh, Didn't do the Psychedelics justice or the people That did the psychedelics justice Who wanted to share and explain As much as they could You know as much as they could phantom What these things actually Were and actually are Because you had A different agenda with the people who were in power at that particular time. Now that things are changing because those people getting into politics and office and stuff like that, you know, they're part of the generation that had, you know, uh, cannabis and things like that, you know, so all of that, 1933 reef of madness, you know, you take one hit of the joint and you did then acting like you're a heroin addict or something like that or opium addict, you know, sort of people now, in you know, office. okay, well, you know, yeah, well, I, you know, it came down to, oh, I smoked, but I didn't inhale to, it came down to, okay, well, yeah, I smoked some, I, I can't say I didn't smoke no cannabis because you got me in pictures smoking cannabis, you know. To, it ain't no big deal. So now things are opening up to where cannabis is, you know, started out medical cannabis. I don't like to use marijuana because marijuana ain't what it is, it's cannabis. So started out medical cannabis, then ended up now recreational cannabis. They don't really know how to implement or what to do, and the federal government still saying it's, you know, against the law, but the Tide is turning you know. Shoot we got recreational Cannabis in Michigan You know and I don't I haven't read all the laws and stuff like that But you could carry you Two three ounces in your car in your pocket And the police stop you for a ticket And see the three ounces In your glove department And say dog you know That's some you know good purple pusher Or some good Don't don't bang You know <laughs> <laughs> and give you your ticket for making a left turn, and you leave your leave your stash in your doggone, uh glove department. and then you can grow you know 25 plants in your backyard, and per person and stuff like that. So you know it's it's, it's a whole difference than with places like uh, uh, Colorado putting recreational psilocybin on the ballot. You know, hopefully it passes, but if it don't, it shows the the turn of the tide That these things are becoming more and more acceptable in society Because the people now who are in the positions of power have done these things, you know And more and more information is being passed that these things are not what people thought they were You know, this is your brain and this is your brain on drugs No The bad drugs are the one you get over the counter Advil and You know all those different type of things You know Because it ain't about Any medicine killing you It's about Changing your behavior And changing your point of view Because shoot if you take 13 aspirins You're going to be dead as Lincoln And aspirin has been around (laughs) Since Jesus Jesus Was a baby So We have to understand that these things Have been since our beginnings It is what activated Our cerebral cortex And what pushed us Into reflection On the sun The stars, the moons Why this happens Not just letting it go And observing Okay, well why did this water come uh, uh, Come down here And drown everybody Not just, oh, well, people got drowned again. No, it's why. So this activation, it shows us what and where our technology is. It shows us that uh, the pyramids are machines, they're technologies. The pyramid makes its own water. It's an air well. It was the way of, that's one of the things. It was a way of making water in the desert. An air well is an atmospheric condensator. You know, just like in the summertime, you pour some cold water in a glass. And the water that goes on the outside of the glass ain't from the inside of the glass. It's from the air. You turn on your air conditioning, the difference in temperature between the heating of the coils and uh, outside of the coils get that air conditioner drip. And it's the same thing with the pyramids. Warm air, warm, moist air, because even though you're in the desert, the air got moisture in it. That warm air going down into the pyramids, its mass is cool, condenses the air into droplets. And those droplets are collected at the bottom of the pyramid because there's a, a lake under the pyramid made by the pyramid. It's a way of making water in the desert. Is actually a way of walk, making water any place. They're making uh, atmospheric condensers in Dubai to bring water out of the desert. They're not talking about desalinating seawater and all that kind of stuff, which is an option. But if you can make it out of the air, you can make water any place. There's a company called WateR that looks like a you know regular um, you know. Uh, Water water uh, cooler But the water is created By a uh, Electric current inside of the uh, The base of the machine Which is collected And you know it's just like An air conditioner And you're collecting the water in it That's all it is But the water is then uh, Filtered um, Put through reverse osmosis And all that kind of stuff So that the water is Uh, Pure without the dust of the air And stuff like that That would be inside of the machine So the pyramids are machines That's just one level of what it is Another It is a a Teleportation machine And a time machine Of which they have Now They have teleportation teleportation machines And time machines They have them now they're not, of course, available to the public. They have cloning, they have consciousness shifting. these little new millionaires that's Charlie Rockefeller in them they're not They're not new people. you think they're new people.
2: Um. Baba, was that you in the background? Hello?
4: Y'all still there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, excuse me. Yeah. These are people whose consciousnesses have been shifted to new bodies. Wow. They have these technologies. They're not making them available to you, to the UMI. But you think when David Rockefeller died, that David Rockefeller was gone? Nope. He ain't gone. They put his consciousness in another body and gave him all his money.
2: They got a movie about that. They've been doing
4: it. Oh, Really?
2: Yes. Um I can't think of the name of it but it was like they made um they made like um what's your boy from from the Matrix? He's he's in it, um Keanu Reeves. And so they taking him as a scientist to keep to continue to um come up clone these bodies and they're like we can clone a body in like three to six weeks and then when uh people were dying they were like tele, like uh, bringing them in on a helicopter to see if experiment and bring consciousness. But they was like, you only got seven hours to get the person's consciousness out of their body and then put it. Oh into, yeah, that's
4: the yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That movie came out here a few weeks ago. His family dies in a automobile crash, and right, he tonight. takes their consciousnesses, and yeah, he takes their consciousnesses and puts them in. Uh, Uh, some little machines, little boxes, and then he clones them and puts the consequences back into his family and, you know, the regular intrigue and stuff like that. But Keon Reeves is, he's, you know, that's his niche as far as an actor's concerned, just like Tom Cruise has a niche, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, before he became governor, had a niche, you know, um, people are in certain areas Just like uh, um, What's the other actress um, The one that plays the uh, black uh, Black widow in the Avengers You know She's in a niche As far as augmented humans You know Because it, she in the Avengers She's there with the Hulk and Iron Man And fighting people from outer space And all that kind of stuff She ain't got no superpowers she just went through right. you know the the the, the Russian Spetsnaz school you know she knows some karate and can shoot a gun real good but she's fighting space aliens and monsters and all that kind of stuff because that's her niche because she got her powers from the other movie she was in um Lucy uh, where she Lucy you know all that runs all that thread runs through different Constructs inside of the matrix As far as stars are concerned So why can the Black Widow and Avengers Fight Space aliens and monsters And wizards and all that kind of stuff Because she got her powers From when she played Lucy Because it's a continuous line With the psyche Of these people And uh, uh, and, and you know People say well how is she fighting Spider-Man and Spider-Man got bit by a radioactive spider And he can That's where he got his power from Where she ain't do nothing but go to James Bond school for, in Russia How'd she do that? Oh, oh, I know, I remember Because when she when the, when the bag busted in her stomach And Lucy and she got her power That's how she used it in the Avengers Because the psyche, the subconscious Doesn't differentiate Between Lucy And the Black Widow So, dealing with the, the technology, dealing with the, the lamp of, of Aladdin, you know, the, the, the magic lamp, the sexual power, the gene, the gin, the genie, it's the same thing. You rub the magic lamp. You keep rubbing the lamp. And out the spigot Comes the white smoke Because you have made By rubbing the testicles The ejaculation come out How do you tame lions? You tame lions the same way You tame men Through masturbation Why do you think Whoa. The lion tamer can come to the lion? Because The lion tamer Gives the lion a good time And he feeds him and he knows and understands the psychology
1: of the lion.
4: The whip don't make the lion go back. A man is uh, the, the the highest the highest level of energy being thrown off by the brain. The brain uses the most oxygen, has the most energy, and the larger-brained animals are. Masters over those animals with smaller brains, meaning that a well-fed lion, not hungry, isn't trying to kill nothing because if not trying, if it's not some hyenas or some traditional, you know, uh, uh, African dogs or hyenas or something like that, and he got to protect the young. He's not in fighting mode because he's not trying to kill nothing because he ain't hungry. Man lion go sit under the on tree. Have you know something? He ain't chasing no people. He ain't chasing no zebras. He ain't chasing no wildebeest. He don't want no trouble. He not ate. He going to go sit under the tree. So when they let the lion out in the cage, the lion tamer, Stands tall and he snaps the whip And pushes the chair forward The lion don't care nothing about that He'll snatch that chair out of his hand Grab that whip and eat him up in a minute If he wasn't fed and he was hungry But since he's fed The man looks him in the eye and walks forward Which means the lion backs up That's his nature He'll back up Until he can't go anymore That's any animal's nature I'm cornered I gotta fight my way out of here It could be a rat It could be a squirrel monkey. you back it up in the corner, they ain't got nowhere to go. The only way it's going to do is come forward now because it's got to fight because it can't back up no more. So he backs the lion to the back of the cage. When the lion gets to the back of the cage, he comes forward. And you think that the lion is coming forward because that's what the trainers wanted him to do. No, that's lion nature. So what he does is he throws that big – you know, thing, the donut, the round thing, throw that for the lion because lion instinct next is I'm going to get a higher advantage. So the lion jumps on that thing so that he can now have a advantage in pouncing on the person. But then the lion tamer backs away out of the sphere of the lion's instinct in a higher elevation then, you know, the lion does a couple of tricks or something. Maybe he paws at the chair or growls or whatever, and the man runs away, runs in a circle, and takes a bow. But the reason why is because uh, he's masturbating the lion and he's feeding the lion. So the lion see the trainer, he says, oh, a good time seal and a full stomach. That's what he sees. So the lion is, is never tamed. Because you can mess, you can, you can piss them off or something, and he, eat you just like you know the the guy in Las Vegas, you know the two blind guys who the blonde guys who were together, and they had the white tigers, and the tiger got mad at the guy one day and bit him in the neck, you know, and they've been working with the tiger for thirty years or something like that. The tigers in the town and shit, ah, you know, <laughs> you know, you didn't give you didn't give me my hand job today, but that's what that is. That's ancient Arabic. <laughs> M- a Masturbatory magic rubbing the lamp to bring out the genes, and the gene comes out as the white, liquidy smoke. And messing hmm. with them dogs on gin out in the multiverse where they're sitting out there on those, on those magic carpets and things like that and trying to get you to smoke stuff. Whenever you go out in the entheogenic realms and you take a large amount of entheogens. In the three-dimensional world, and you get out there, and they want you to take some energy agents out there. Don't do it. Why not? Don't do it, huh? <laughs> because Why not? Everybody out there want to get you. They want. It's just like everybody got our agenda, you know. And oh. in the in the multiverse, everybody got our agenda, you know. What is good for me? What is good for mine? What is good for my house How do I exchange information You know So you gotta Stay on your On your uh, uh, on your uh, Level of power And your level of understanding No I'm good I brought my own I got some peppermint sage And uh, You know a valerian I'm smoking that And I'm smoking it out my own Vessel, I got a pickle bowl vaporizer, and I'ma smoke that. I smoke with y'all, but I ain't smoking that what y'all got, cause, cause there's an agenda behind it. You try to give me that, give me your smoke. I smoke my own. No, you smoke your you smoke your shit. I smoke my shit. You sit on your carpet. I sit on my I sit on my chair. You know, cause just like Thanos and them floating around out in darkness in the multiverse. That's how them that's how them folks hang out. They hang out in their chairs. That's where the throne comes from, sitting down in wow. sitting out in space, on them carpets, smoking hookahs and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Would you like to try some exotic pleasures? Nope, I'm good. I don't need no exotic pleasures. I, I, I handle my own. I got my own <laughs> pleasures that I handle. I don't need none of y'all exotic pleasures, you know. 'Cause y'all wow. look a little weird. So no, Matt, that's is why
5: this, is this?
4: that's why that's why modern systems have deities riding, you know. They have the riding of the gods. I don't care who you is, you ain't riding me, I ain't no damn horse. And no, you're not coming inside of my body to possess me. Nope. None of that. That's All that is a trick Well the gods mm. must ride you He must be inside of your body Nope Y'all do that The old ways don't do that The old ways are sovereign In the multiverse mm. I man here I man there Nobody ride me mm. And man, in the sense of the 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 male uh, the male construct the man construct because now you know um, just like in the multiverse there's a blurring of of uh of what you are, you know, and that's just stuff bleeding over from the other dimensions into this dimension, you know. Next it'll be, um, uh, the next thing is the robotic um, uh, partners, you know, where you have your partner, uh, you know, in in 10 years, most relationships will be between uh, man and machine, woman and machine. Your spouse is a robot. You can get the one to do oh, exactly what you say do. You can get the one to do exactly what you say do. You know, when you're ready you can change the head and the face. You know. I want the fifty two hundred woman. You know, I got a forty eight hundred woman and she don't do the new stuff, so I want the fi- I want the new fifty two hundred. You know. The one where the nipples light up. That type of thing. You know. I want the seven I want the sem- I want the new Seven foot, seven, seven, I want I the want, I want new 7800 booty on my woman That type of thing you know. Well with uh, Nine payments Of you know 9752 <laughs> credits You can have The 7800 booty on your woman Look isn't it luscious Doesn't it gyrate Can it twerk Yes With just five easy payments And we'll download the frequency For that artificially created skin to expand And the booty will be bigger You want the new John 700 Penis on your man? Ladies This is the newest thing out It not only undulates and swings but it does vibration number 32 and all that kind of stuff that's that's all in the works for you but those people that's in the 5x <laughs> that's 5 G yeah so you can get a fast download. shoot you you know add it right in the, add it right in in <laughs> while you while you're in stroke you know yeah, you know, because, like I said on my last Go Live, you know, when we talked about the new Kohler um, 5G toilets. Y'all heard that one, didn't you?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. I listened to that.
4: Yeah, the 5G toilets, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's all part of the, five, the 5G. Matter of fact, they call it the 5 and the old 5, the five now. <laughs> but... um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all part of the five G technology. But those those that have access, those that can um, deal with moving forward, will have a chance to deal with you know uh, the the five G technology that's coming out. Because even though it's the 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 repeaters and the antennas and antenna things are going up, <clears> AT <throat> and T and T Mobile, um, Sprint is coming out with its um, uh, its 5G uh, modem um, uh, Access to the internet Things like that In a couple of months And it'll have its Android phone out In uh, By uh, Early summer You know uh, These are the things That are in our uh, In our wake And those Entities that are controlling The earthly controllers um, Have you know Given a Uh, a green light to these type of technologies to be uh, invasive in everyone's lives. And you can't not get it. You just have to be able to be a step ahead of it. Antigens are the only thing that I see that can give you a a step ahead to be able to deal with it, at least be able to work with it, because these artificial intelligences are part of those early algorithms that are here, or that came here, to be able to hide. It's, they said it in the in the Avengers. You know, said Jarvis is beating Ultron. He was beating him from the inside. He was hiding, and now he's can't come out. And then he became part of the triune Ultron, Jarvis, to become Vision. They tell you in the doggone. Uh, they, they tell you in the in the doggone movies what's going on, but this is all part of metal because metal is an artificial intelligence. It's a. It is an artificial intelligence. It's technology, as I said earlier in the show. What were you going to say?
2: Um. That's. Is that in the Avengers? Which which one of the Marvels were you talking about? That last example that you just spoke was that the was that the last that's in the, the Avengers no,
4: no, that's no, that's in the age of Ultron.
2: Gotcha. Just checking out. Was going to be my late night. Um, I wanted to just go back because, like, I know you psychic, even though you don't advertise that part. I know you're psychic. No, we be talking, we be talking about you behind your back. Be like, yeah, he's psychic. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Because I, I was thinking, we only say good things though. But being psychic, you know, is a good thing, in, in my opinion. But
4: mm-hmm.
2: I was yeah, because
4: if you were I, saying I, something I, I, bad about me, I'd
2: have knew it. It exactly. I ain't nothing with you.
0: You know, um,
2: you know, you know, you know, somebody got a new nickname for you too, right? They call you the Quiet Storm, but I ain't gonna say nothing. They listening right now, but it was like, yeah, "Yo, he the Quiet Storm. You better be easy." I said, "I am." She said, "He don't want no smoke. You know what I'm saying?" But he ain't running from it neither. I said, "He sure ain't." But the the uh, this whole piece came about because things are just—I uh, call it—sequence of events when you were talking about walking into the mystery, you did something a couple of years ago and it's one of your videos up on YouTube about we steady reading the wall, you know, we going over to Kim chem- taking trips, walking through, take some pictures or whatever. And we just look at the mystery or we say something about the mystery, but we not walking into the mystery, you know, and I was like walking into the mystery. And so then tonight you said, Hey, Fifteen grams or higher, they're gonna show up right there in your room. Y'all gonna have court. So um, you already answered it. I was gonna say, can you can you discuss just what did you mean by that? But if people are putting it together, especially catching every episode since the first episode, I think it's just been building up to um, walking into the mystery, and uh, and then tonight you talked about experiencing what the ancient ones had before the before the dynasty you know um and having what they had because we need that so can you speak on that for a second like why is it so important i think maybe in the first show you was like man we need them weapons and we need them tools so we can know when to move and know when not to move but can you like go over that again because tonight we have like an unprecedented amount of new listeners. I just want to thank everybody for coming in and and, and just vibing with us tonight. But why is it so important that we walk into the mystery and learn these things because it's such a concentrated effort to keep us dumbed down? Why is it important for us to like get this information right now?
4: Well, because number one, it's available. And, you You have to experience see most of our spiritualism uh most of the religions are just tales of something that happened long ago, or tales of well, my teacher's teacher you know they used to fly back in the olden days or you know they you know did this and did that, and you know Jesus walked on water and all that kind of stuff you know it's all it's all a tale it's all a uh, you know something someone uh, You know third and fourth hand Talking about Well The entheogenic experience is just that It's an experience It's something that you go through Something that you see Something that you feel Something that you uh, can can latch on to Because it's something that you've seen And you've done Not what somebody's told you So it's it's real You know And it being real means that, you know, you can speak from a place of authority. You know, I I say that these people come off the wall because they came off the wall for me.
2: I went in there. Mm.
4: And going in there, I can report what's happening when I go in there because we are having a face-to-face, mouth-to-ear relationship. And this is what the ancestors did. It's kind of like in contact. If you read the book or, you know, you saw the movie with Jodie Foster, you know, when the being who was, uh, was portrayed as her father in the entheogenic world that she was in, through the technology, through the big mushroom, he said, this is, al- this is the way it's always been done. We don't know who made this. We're just using it. He said, but this is the way it's always been done. Very small moves. Take your time. You've got forever. Mm-hmm. You've got eternity. You're going to get there. But this is how it's always be, been done. You know, we show you, a, we show you a tiny piece, and you gain knowledge in that. from that. You gain confidence from that. You know that there's more. The biggest trick religion put on, on people was that there, was, you know, there was death. There ain't no death. That's a trick of, that's a trick of control. The ancients saw that you step from this house into another house. You step it from this door into the next door. It was something that was looked upon as uh, uh, rejoicement, not oh, you know. You don't say, you know. Get all mad when somebody, uh, when when the when the boy or the girl leaves junior high school and goes to high school. You know they step out of the door of junior high school and step in the door in high school. Then you don't know, think, oh, he didn't, know, he didn't left high school. I mean junior high school, and he got to go someplace else, but we don't know where he at. Well, he's in high school really high to go to college. Get out of college, go into the world and start exploring the world. See, I wanted to see the things that I read about. I didn't just want to lay in the lap of, okay, well, you know, we're going to talk about chemistry, we're going to talk about the pyramids. No, I'm going to go climb to the top of the doggone pyramids and sit out there all night and see the sun come up. I'm going to go in the in the, in the the coffin. I'm going to climb the Sphinx. I'm going to run around in the doggone desert. Yeah, the Vatican, you know, where they say this happened in the Vatican, that happened in the Vatican, the Sistine capital and all that kind of stuff. No, I didn't say, oh, I don't want to go to Europe. Uh, that's the white people's place. And ain't none there. Africa is beautiful. Yeah, shoot. Uh, the, the rolling hills of of Scotland and all that kind of stuff. It's beautiful land. The world of land. And it's all beautiful. I mean of course there's some crazy places, you know, like you know, that's out of town. But what I'm saying is that it's a it's a, a big world out here. And it's a, it's still a mystery. There are places on earth people that ain't been that no step has has stepped on. There's still Strange, mysterious things in this world But we're caught up in Whether Donald Trump's going to get his wall Whether the Democrats are going to fight the Republicans tooth and nail for this wall That's all distraction And no president ever made no difference See, can I only speak from my experience And no president has ever been made no difference on my life I'm still going to do what i got to do I'm still going to go where I want to go. And when they say I can't go, <laughs> I'm still going to go or find a way to go because that's what my training brought about. So I'm not worried about distractions. Last time we were on here, two times before this, what is this? Episode 5?
5: Yes, is sir. This is
4: episode 5? Okay. And episode yes, 2, sir. what were they talking about? R. Kelly. Not everybody forgot our Kelly. The, the 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 next thing is getting ready to come up because the 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 spring equinox is coming up, so they're gonna have something else for you to distract you. You know, Jay Z. You know, Jay Z. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Puffy, so and so and so and so, or Suge Knight. You know, does such and such in jail, or you know. Some other distraction that don't mean nothing in the in the, the halls of time and power, you know, is is put forth for people to be distracted by, to stop you from uh, keeping your eye on the prize, because that's this month, you know, the eye on the prize thing. You know, get drugged through the street, you know, get hit with water hoses, you know, talk about Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, you know, W.E.B. Du Bois, Marcus Garvey, you know, run that February program because it's an algorithm, it's a program, it's a level of a distraction. You know, is Dr. So and so, what do you do with the money? Is he going to make the school?
2: You people talking about schools when people
4: are dismantling schooling? When they're talking about, when they, they're having conferences, they got the doggone IBM um, quantum computer. Uh, uh, the IBM quantum computer conference Going on And they're talking about downloading uh, Years of, of schooling Into people's heads and consciousness And stuff like that And you're still talking about the 150 year old model Of German schooling Get an A or a B Sit down and sing Roll, Row, roll, roll your boat You people need to quit Schooling is dead It was dead 100 years ago When they brought it out you don't need to go to, don't, your kids don't need to go to school. You know, you got a doggone phone that's got everything on earth in it. So, and you're talking about sitting 12 hours in a doggone school because, you're, uh, because your mama said, because this month the program that we run is that they wouldn't let us read. So now that we can read, you need an education. And you got to have that education. You got a computer at the doggone house. What? Education case you need, if you want to learn how to swim, you're going to take a swimming class. You got a lot of free stuff going on at the library and all that kind of stuff. But you're talking about um, uh, what's his name, the psychiatrist, whatever um, that boy uh, who won, young, walked around destroyed. and got all
3: that money to have a school,
4: huh? Oh, uh,
3: Doctor uh, uh, Umar Johnson.
4: Umar Johnson, yeah, him. You know, Uh talking about Uh building a school, talking about building a uh, a school, Uh, 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 a factory. Where the most important thing in school was floor wax, gas, toilet paper, teacher pension funds, all of those different type of things.
2: Get out of the 19th century. (laughs) He he said it's your fault too, brother uh Baba Kalinde because you wouldn't help him raise a, a whole million dollars. You know, he you know, he he said he said you black folk only only help him raise a half a million dollars and that's not enough because the black boys have to go only to a black school taught by black men. Well he that's the only way well, we he, win. Uh, well, he he didn't get the other half a
4: million cause he didn't admit that he's a dog man. He ain't married to nobody. Huh? The stripper wasn't married to nobody. He's walking around talking about he, he's but, celibate. So what? What the heck? The, well, the, the girl was, you know, the the girl was. Uh, why would you say no? I I, I ain't having sex. So I'm celibate and stuff like that. And you rolling with this girl? Don't make no sense. That's why you didn't get the other half a million. And then you are going to argue with everybody, but you know if you're out here, you you know you you know you have to be accountable to the people if you're taking the people's money. Tell them what you're doing. So you he know. You need to come sit down. And I don't know. That's why. I, what's that?
2: I said he need to sit down and take about seven grams and relax a little bit, see what's out here. <laughs>
4: Yeah, well, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't real confident. I ain't real confident in that. Ooh, people who are narciss narciss narcissistic have a, a real hard time because they can't uh, let go enough and trust the process enough to be able to let go so that they can get some information and things like that. They fight it and end up having uh, difficulties. You know. And nothing wrong with having difficulties. Difficulties are part of that. That's how you grow. That's how you strengthen yourself. That's how you gain your power, by encountering things that you conquer. And look back, you know, it's like um, Amos Tutuola's work, The Witch from from Remote Town, where he had his um, first mind, his second mind, his his, uh, remembrance, and all of the different levels of his consciousness where he could go back and reflect in his memory and say, I was a great hunter. I conquered the beasts of the forest. Now this wild man comes and encounters me in the bush. I think back to those times and see that I'm powerful, that I have courage, so I can fight this wild man who has to be in the bush. It's a great book, The Witch of Remote Town. You know, Amos Tosalola at the end goes into, you know, the whole great God thing being Jehovah or something, but the book itself is classic uh, African epic. The
2: Witch of Remote Town?
4: The Witch of Remote Town, yes. Just like my life in the bush of ghosts and the palm wine drinker when they were looking for movies, but see the the, um, My Life in the Bush of Ghosts, Disney's had that for 25 years and won't put it out. Classic Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, My Life in the Bush of Ghosts, and The Witch of Remote Town. Classic Star Wars, Doom, Lord of the Rings, uh, that whole type thing, stuff. About going into the bush of Africa and encountering the coal man who blows coal out of his stomach and frees you up, throw you in his bag, get ready to eat you, all that kind of stuff. Nice, nice, nice works, you know.
1: Mm.
4: But the thing is, is that the reason why is to be able to have legitimate. Spiritual experiences, not talking about it, not uh, oh yeah, I vibe up and I feel this and all that kind of stuff. No, it's the same thing that I said about crystal, crystal technology. Crystals are room temperature quantum computers. They are particle accelerators. They are hooked to consciousness and encoded for the entheaging because that's what we utilized in the olden days, crystal technology. They've usurped it and brought it into the Superman universe. They did that with Chris Reeves, the crystal technology of which he went and put the crystal in the machine in the Fortress of Solitude, up in the frozen north, when he was there, and he put the crystal in the machine, and his father steps out and says, you are my only begotten son that I have given to the earth. You travel through the 28 different galaxies to learn all the different things that I'm going to now reinforce in your mind, because they're there embedded in your knowledge base. And when in Superman two, when the three ruffians came ruffians came, General Saad, uh, the big stupid guy and the girl, which is Jay Balou, Joe Balou and Jay Ballum of the of the uh the Masons, the ones that caught the master builder Hiram Abyss, and hit him in the head with a set mall and buried him in the the the, the rubber sheep where a sprig of acacia came out and the and the an apprentice tried to raise the master from the rubbish heap with the inner apprentice grip and the skin cleave from the bone. And what what that saying is if the skin cleaved from the bone of a sprig of acacia, that's their acacia bark, that's DMT. That's how DMT is in encoded in, in the masonry. And and the it's fellowship close. crab, the fellowship crab the the fellowship crab tried to raise them with the second degree and the skin cleaved from the bone But then The master mason Went and grabbed him With the lion's paw And raised him from a dead level To an upright on the perpendicular And he became, he became again A living soul A new man So The three ruffians and Superman He gave up his power For what? He gave up his power for the woman, Lois Lane. And then when he went and got beat up in the doggone restaurant, he said, I got to go back. So he went back to the frozen north. He crossed snow into the frozen north into the Fortress of Solitude. And while he was there trying to invoke his father who would not come, He saw the crystal glowing, and the crystal taught him how to be Superman again. And the crystals can teach each and every one how to be the Superman again or the Superwoman again because we left mnemonic devices, devices of memory with information in it, encoded in it, to be released under the influence of the entheogens. But if you don't take the entheogens, you just got a crystal. It's like having an Android phone and you don't know how to push the button to turn it on or how to charge it up. you just got a black box. And a thousand years from now, if an asteroid hit this planet and did what it did in the younger Dryas, come through here with waves, knock down uh, St. Louis and Detroit and New York and uh, Houston and uh, Atlanta and all that kind of stuff is number rubble, and they find an old Android phone or an old Apple phone, and they say, "Oh, what what is this? I don't know what it is." Yeah, but a thousand, you know, a thousand years ago, people used to use these as magic mirrors, so they put them in the museum, or you get them. And there's a new spiritual age going on, and you taking they found these phones and they take the phones and they put them in a circle and put a candle in the middle and everybody lay down and meditate around these, uh, uh, Android galaxy number nines, you know, and say, this is how they used them. This is how they used them. They lay down and meditated on them and thought about them and did yoga postures in front of them and all that kind of stuff. They like hang them on your neck and all that kind of stuff. And me, Taking To walk around Take an and say Hold it, wait a minute This is a technology But oh yeah, sure, Clint It's a technology You know It's a spiritual device You know I put it on my altar I put six or seven of them in my bath water With some rose petals And it makes me feel like the goddess I'm like, look This is a telephone <laughs> Connect to the internet. you got to push this button. Do you see this button on the side? Oh, I never noticed that before. Well, you stick this wire in it and you charge it up, charge it up, push the button. Ding, 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 ding. ding. You know. Look, it's got I Love Lucy in it. It's got Miles Davis. Hey, what else it's got? It's got the whole encyclopedia In it So I'm taking that phone And putting it out here And saying to my brothers and sisters Look you got to push the button But you got half the population talking about Oh crystals is Crystals is is pseudoscience I don't want nothing to do with no crystals Because that's pseudoscience I'm a scientist I only believe in materialism what I can see, feel, and things like that. But I'm saying all you gotta do is push the button. I'm not pushing the button because I don't even deal with crystals. Then you got the other folks, they woo around the crystals. Crystals are a spiritual so and so and so. Yes, they're spiritual so and so and so, but you still gotta push the button. You still gotta type in the the password if you don't have internet no more, because the internet has been gone for a thousand years, you still have the memory in the phone. So the person who had mm-hmm. the phone, he downloaded, you know, Lord of the Rings and The Matrix and, you know, uh, High Noon with, uh, you know, uh, that old old actor, whatever his name is, John Wayne or somebody like that in there. So it's got movies in it. It's got information in it. All that. That's all I'm saying. Just push the button. Just take the dose Just get you some mushrooms And take the dose It's only going to take you one evening To get a glimpse of what I'm talking about Mushrooms are not addicting They're actually anti-addicting I'm sitting here myself now Thinking about taking some mushrooms Saturday But I thought about it last Saturday, and I didn't do it. So it's anti-addicting. It ain't something you want to do. It's something you have to do. Uh. You can't kill yourself with it. You can't kill yourself. It's next to impossible to kill yourself with it. You can't eat enough to kill yourself with it. Physically, it's the safest. It's safer than Reese's Pieces in the Kit Kat bar. Uh. Safer than a cup of coffee. Well, what about my heart? Um, and shit, you're drinking seven cups of coffee a day with 16 sugars in it. And you're talking <laughs> about something that ain't got, it, that has little effect on you physically.
2: Yes, it could be psychological and that's
4: in your mess, in your mess. In your mess. In the beginning, it will will bring up things you don't want to face, so that you face them them, and get over them,
5: get past
4: them. Then it opens up into new vistas, new ways of thought, breaking down barriers, prejudices. We have prejudices. They got nothing to do with uh, uh, race and anything like that. You got prejudices, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you like this football team of that football team. Show you where I'm at. I didn't even know there was no doggone football game last weekend. Said, what do you think about that game? I was like, what game? You know the game. What game? Was something happening was something happened last weekend? Something happening today? What happened? Because I'm too busy dealing with adult stuff. I stopped playing games when I was a kid. Grown ass man sitting there ain't got no money, sitting around wasting time looking at uh uh folks playing foot, uh, football. Get you some doggone mushrooms and see how the, the multiverse plays football. That you got a you got a galaxy moving on another galaxy. See how that outcome comes about.
1: Mm. Because
4: maybe not right now, but ultimately, in your moving through the multiverse,
0: you you got
4: you, you to deal with that. You got to account it. Get in the big game.
1: <laughs> <Damn>.
2: <laughs> you know, rocking Damn. 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 Right. You
4: know, when you when you when you when you are great, when you are great people, and you're great, you don't need to keep saying you're great every February. We know we're great. Let's do some great things. Well, you see why (laughs) nobody call call me for Black Black History Month no more to speak.
2: (laughs) No, no. I'm like I'm tired of we building.
4: I'm am t- tired of we built the pyramids. Yeah, okay, I know we built them. You know, I know we were great. Uh, you know, the Asante, you know, and others, the Zulu, the Indibele, the Dogon, mm-hmm. yeah. the
1: mm-hmm.
4: great Asante, the great Asante people. Okay, well, wh- why were they great? Who? What was the reason why they were great? Because. Asanti or the asanti for are those who came together for war because they were being oppressed. And so they came together in a confederation for war. And everything in their society is based upon uh being ready for war. But they lost that. The Zulu, what does, what uh, I've been to South Africa. I've talked with Kredo Mutwa. So what does uh, the Zulu mean? Zulu means star traveler. No, 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 Zulu has 300 different hallucinogenic compounds. 300 mm. different, including, including mushrooms, including war mushrooms. That they used against the British. Internal strife, internal conflict, is what beat us and everybody else all over the world. Mm. The folks in charge couldn't beat nobody physically. They couldn't, with all the might of the United States I Army, mean, they couldn't beat the Vietnamese. They in holes. They in holes. They dug for the French. Every time somebody, every time they chase them around that little bit of island, a uh, uh, little bit of little bit of landmass, twice the twice the size of Manhattan, they can't find them because they go down in the hole. Now nah, they're sitting around every place you go, full, you know, Vietnamese street food. I can walk down here. I can't even find a barbecue joint. Not that I eat barbecue or stuff like that. There's some macaroni and cheese and some mashed potatoes and yams and stuff like that. I can't find one. But I can go right there down the street and find a Vietnamese street food. Yep. And the same veterans that walking around here that ain't got a time to get on the bus, who fought in Vietnam, who got all, Agent orange and all that kind of stuff flying the Vietnamese, who's sitting here selling faux noodles. for a bowl of noodles With some spring onions in them You're going to walk past The same people that you fought And was killing right up the street here Because this is a trick It's a joke It's foolishness
2: I'm not a call I got, call. I got artificial topics. intelligence, okay, let's take some calls. No, no, go ahead and finish that thought. go ahead i got I got two callers though i I just let you finish that talk go
5: ahead I forgot what it was, but
2: you said um, a meta method i forgot meta what meta is, meta, oh, meta, It's meta, an
4: artificial technology is artificial intelligence, yes, it's a computer algorithm. that's what metal meta meta is. And to be able to access that in real time is about taking the dose. Uh,
2: let's let's get some calls. All right. Uh, first caller from the 336-416. Mike is wide open. Brother Amsu, how you feeling today, brother?
5: Uh, feeling great. Feeling great. All right. How are the brothers doing this evening? Bob Kalindi, everybody? Well, yeah right. right, Yeah, you know, it's uh, uh tonight reminds me of like, you know, putting cayenne pepper on top of jalapeno peppers and, you know, feeding somebody with a slingshot. But
0: um
5: <laughs> you know, uh you know the thing is, you know, you you mentioned uh Kalindi, in regards to the art, you know, the, the machines, you know, the, the robots integrating and interfacing with human beings. Is there is that the is that the obvious way that it's going or is there a neutralizing factor for us, you know, that we could take in regards to the uh agendas or, I mean, what's the the, the line of defense, if there is any from your perspective on, um, because I've seen, I've
6: seen, uh,
5: yeah, I've seen some of the, you know, some, some things on, you know, on uh, on YouTube or, or, you know, on television in regards to people marrying robots or, you know, things like that. So I just want to get your... Well,
4: that's going to be, I mean, that's going to be the thing. Just don't marry a robot, you know. You ain't got to sleep with your dustbuster. You know, <laughs> <It's>, uh <laughs> i mean you, you know this is 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 about uh knowledge you know, but people will be seduced into those areas you know and uh it will become commonplace uh, there will be no stigmas, so this will be the 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 uh move towards normalization you know i mean it will be it's like like now, you can um, you can be upset about you know the uh, different transgender people things like that. But in the very near future, you'll have changelings—people who can change their sex, being able to be a woman, a full woman at night at the club, and the next morning be a man to go to work.
2: Oh, I'm going to get married tomorrow. Those type of things.
4: Those type of things. You know, those tri- You of multiple. You have multiple sexual people, you know, just like, you know, you have the hermaphrodites, but you have uh, people who choose to be hermaphrodites. Because with the uh, CRISPR gene editing tool, you can make hermaphrodites. You can put sexual organs in different places. You can put sexual organs in your under uh, your armpit or behind your knee. These type of technologies are—they're not future technologies. Those these technologies are here now.
1: Hmm.
4: But you got to gradually introduce it. You have to put a, a covering over other things. To see how people take it You know I was looking at uh, TV You have a whole section uh, A small section of society That are adult babies You know You got grown men who Are babies And pay people You know They defecate in their diapers And they crawl around the house And you know And they are trying to get legislation So that they can be recognized As adult babies Wow. So you got all kind of stuff coming through the pike, you know, uh, you know, Nambla or whatever it is, the, the whole man, boy, love thing. You know, you, you got that. They're putting in legislation so that you can have uh, legalized pedophilia. So, you, I mean, you got all different types of things coming down the pike and, You can't take none of them to heart. You can't let none of them knock you off your square. You have to be, these are things that are going on and are happening, but you have to stay aloof and alert in dealing with the multiplicity of different types of persuasions that are going to be legitimized by government and people's, uh, you know, and and people's uh, the, the way they deal with their sensibilities in life, you know. It's a it's a crazy it's a crazy time, but this is the crazy time. You know, my grandmother should oh. say, "These the last days, these end times." You know, uh, women going around wearing shorts and want to have a job at Chrysler. You know, oh. now nice. it's book wild, book wild all over the place out here. My <laughs> grandmother couldn't make it. <laughs> couldn't couldn't make it in the twenty first century. <laughs> She's trying to talk about it. What is you talking about? <laughs> that, <Right. laughs> that, that, that's a lady. No, um that's a man. That's a man. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know. No,
4: that's a man, that's a lady. And I'm just saying how my grandmother would view it. Me, I I don't pay no mind to none of it. You know, (laughs) I don't pay no mind to none of it because I don't have time to pay mind to anything. You who you are,
1: Mm
5: -hmm. be what
4: you are, do your thing. This is the time to do it. You could be a loaf of bread, you could be a quarter, you could be a (laughs) a, a, a side (laughs) of flapjacks. I don't care what you are. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I got to keep it moving in the realms of which I have to deal with my existence, I don't have time for all the all the nonsense. You do you I don't no crusades against nobody. I don't no crusades for nobody. I'm not going to be distracted by governmental politics, local, or you know governmental. In the in the non-local sense, you know, who the president don't care. Could be a man, could be a uh, uh, could be a lady, you know, doesn't matter. Could be black, could be white, cause they none of them making no difference in my life. It's like when folks be saying, you know, how bad it was in the crash of '97. The financial crash. I'm like shoot, the, what financial crash in '97? It's been a financial <laughs> crash all all my life, <laughs> you know. So what the heck, '97? Right. What did what happened in '97 that was such a big deal? Well, they bailed out the they bailed out the banks. Shoot, well ain't nobody bailed me out, so I can't. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I we all I, had no bailout. I had no bail out. I had a I had no reparations. <laughs> it ain't affecting me. George Bush was president. It's the same as when Obama was the president. It's the same when Clinton was the president. It's yeah. the same when Reagan was the president. What difference did it make? Not not one iota. I still I still got my house. I struggle to pay the bill, you know. You know, and I know all the and I know all the stuff and all the jargon and all that. You know, right? Land, land patents, and sovereign immunity, and all that kind of stuff, and all that stuff is well and wonderful, and you may be right, but if you ain't got a bat big enough to knock the shit out of everybody that come to take it, then it don't mean <laughs> nothing. Because <laughs> everything people, everything, everything everybody these people saying. do. Everything these people do, and every time the police come, they got death and the might and money and power of the United States government behind it. And you can wave your paper down there at the court all you want, when the judge, who has no power that can be defrocked, he don't have no oath and all that kind of stuff, said bailiff, remand this man to the back room and take him down to the county. Waving your paper don't mean nothing. Mm. The treaty between the King of Morocco and George Washington don't mean no more than John Hancock signing the Constitution in Thomas of Jefferson pinning the Declaration of Independence. Don't mean nothing. It's paper. Power has something to do with it. The one with the biggest and the most backup. It ain't the little, it ain't the one police. That's why they outlawed at the Council of Toledo. They outlawed polygamy because polygamy mm-hmm. was a powerful house and family. It's like when they come when when they send the po- okay. It's you, your your wife, your son, and your daughter. And they send the police to come and get you out your house. Now all they got to do is send a car, and if you're crazy, they'll send two or the SWAT team. <laughs> but a man, but a man with 20 wives, 122 sons, with 80 daughters. When he put out the call, hey, they're coming in here to, they, to take me out of here, and he called his 122 sons, and the 122 sons are in their 40s. In their fifties, and they got eleven wives with forty-five sons, fifty sons. You're talking about what? The king the is going to send the, the the king is going to send the sheriff and fifty soldiers to do what? To get seven hundred people off the land who are all family and tied to a, uh, the the father. That's why they allowed outlaw allow polygamy because poly- polygamy was not only a business that was self-sufficient, it was too many people connected to one another. They had to divide people into smaller units so that they are manageable manageable by the um, uh, policing, for, uh, policing forces, the sheriff's forces. And you can't do that with 10 families because you did dealing with a logistical nightmare. See, in uh, during World War II, when they put the, uh, the Jews in them, before, when they was taking them and putting them in the uh, concentration camps and on the train and stuff like that, first thing they did was disarm them, you know, with the same type of legislation that they had now. You can't have no pistol. you got to have a license.
2: you got to register.
4: it. That's what Hitler, Hitler and them did. They went and got the gun registration thing and went and took everybody's guns. So then when they came to an apartment building in Krakow or wherever the heck they was going, they sent their five soldiers with machine guns and go in there and make everybody come downstairs and stand in line. Then put you, put you on the side of the town and lock you behind the fence. And you got a building with with 500 people in the building and five soldiers bring everybody out of the building. But if you got 500 people in there and they're armed, then you, then it's, you can't just send five people. you got to send at least 500 people. And if you got 200 buildings with 500 people in it, then you're talking about sending a mass amount of people to get people just to come out doggone side. And you can't do that and fight a war with everybody else on earth on Four continents you fighting in Africa And you're fighting in the, uh, uh, Europe and you're fighting in Different places around the doggone world And still Having to fight The people in the doggone houses Farcon told, told him In 1978 He said if the United States government Wanted to fight black people Black people could win Because you ain't got The biggest army in the world Ain't hey, got but a million soldiers, and a lot of that is in cooking, logistics, uh, engineering, all that kind of stuff. How the heck are you going to fight St. Louis, Atlanta, New York City, Philadelphia, L.A. at the same time with an army of only a million people, and half them don't fight. Three-quarters of them don't fight. You can't do it. <laughs> right. And still police everybody else around the world. Got bases in Japan, got bases in Germany, got bases in Switzerland, got bases in Turkey, got all this kind of stuff. And soldiers are in all their places, guarding uh, United States uh, interests. Every every country in the world got a United States embassy. You got soldiers, you got Marines there at the embassies. So he's talking about 100,000 soldiers fighting – and policing, you know, eighty million people. So what does this have to do with metal nature? Metal nature gives us access to hyperdimensional knowledge, extra dimensional knowledge, ultra dimensional knowledge, extraterrestrial dimensional knowledge. knowledge that is timeless, that goes beyond time, knowledge that is pre-universal, before the organization of this universe, algorithmic relationship to what is deemed life. It is pre-that. It is before that. It is after the future. Access to the multiverse and the infra particle realms of existence of the very, very small. Metal nature is a robot. It is a artificial intelligence. It is a place. So I know I'm gonna get a thousand calls about uh you know uh or deluge with Facebook that uh well, brother, you don't even read Metanetia. Everybody don't. Everybody in ancient times didn't read Metanetia. The people that read Metanetia read Nature. It's no different than than drummers or musicians like drummers today. It's no different. Everybody in a drummer. I'm not a drummer. Chief Bay, Neil Clark, Kushe, Lani Kamara. All the brothers who were drummers. They told me back in the early seventies, "You ain't no drummer. Here, play the bell." And I knew I wasn't no drummer because back in the days, if you wasn't no drummer, they would take your drum. Brother, you messing up the you messing up the rhythm, and they take your drum <laughs> and wouldn't and, and wouldn't get it back. Not everybody's a drummer. Everybody got a djembe, and you got uh, 30 or 40 people playing June. The drums come in a family. You don't just play the djembe's. Uh, ju- uh, the then you got female djembe drummer troops, where the females play the djembe drum for the dancers. You got Japanese djembe drummers' troops. You got Indonesian people playing jimbe. And as I said, you do, you play what you want because they ain't the real drums nowhere. no way. The real drums still ain't any in Senegal. In the, drum, in the drum houses, I'm talking about them old drums with the shrines inside them with that black medicine that come from Sirius up under the underside of that drum where it's been circumcised. And you got the pyramidal tying of that drum that was downloaded from hyperspace how to string them doggone drums and the entheogens that you took to be able to see in the forest in the dark in the night the drum inside of the tree them real drums if you play them and you ain't a drummer and you ain't part of the drum family it will kill you and make you sick and you'll die it'll wither first your testicles and your penis and then you will die If you're a woman, you play it, a woman plays it, a woman will die if she plays one of those real drums. But you got them tourist drums and you got them tourist drummers, and I don't care what part of Senegal you come out of, these little boys coming over here talking about their drumming masters, please. That is a war drum. It is part of the technology of the warrior societies that exist outside of this solar system. They brought that drum here. They used to execute people with them drums, with the with the frequency of the slap on that drum. Tie you to a tree, one slap, disrupt your central nervous system, and and and, and kill you dead. And then chase your dog soul
2: through. <laughs> no,
4: half the universe past that. But people got the drum, one of our sacred drums that are being disrespected by everybody saying they're master drummer, everybody playing the drum. No, you don't play them drums, and you don't play with them drums. And it is not a woman's drum. I say it because I ain't scared of women. Women should not be playing that drum, sitting with that drum between their legs or standing with the drum between their legs because it destroys the womb. Because it's a man's drum. Um, Just not to be prejudiced and uh, bashing women, women have women's drums that were downloaded from the planet of drums that they play because they're women's drums and men can't play them. Man plays that woman's drum, he'll die. Because they're for women.
2: It's okay if
4: men have things and women have things. And everybody's not a god, and everybody's not a goddess. Everybody's not a king, everybody's not a queen. What happened to the shopkeepers, the farmers, the artisans, the blacksmiths, the musicians, blacksmiths? the blacksmiths the healers the medicine people everybody want to be a healer now everybody they took reiki on a weekend and not a healer a weekend course you to a a, a a reiki a master reiki practitioner Damn. and the reiki the, the dog on that usei Sensei, who dealt with and put together the doggone Reiki thing in 21 days of Koriyama Mountain, just so happens that that's where all the mushrooms are at, where the Tingu, talking, the Tingu, the mountain goblins, the healer and warrior who have birds' heads, human bodies, and wings who descend inside of the mushroom into your consciousness, and that's where they got ninjutsu from and the samurai sword and Akino or Aki Jitsu and all that kind of stuff from, and Riki up on that mountain. Just so happened to he up on that mountain. Just so happened the the mushrooms up on that mountain. So <laughs> to my drum <laughs> after my after my Jimbei drum because, you know, Jimbe is close to my heart because before that we had um captured drums then they liberated the drums captured drums were the drums with the metal hardware on it you know like the Kungas with the with the metal hooks on them that you got to turn with the you know the the drum wrench brothers started taking the metal off we're breaking the shackles off the drums The drums got handcuffs on them So we broke it off and start roping kungas Then the brothers started coming From Senegal Bringing the jimbe drums and things like that And passing them on To the real drummers Here It's elder drummers here Who are sanctioned to play them drums They don't get no They don't get no You know uh, accolades or work and things like that. They get work sparingly and here and far and in between and stuff like that. But let the, the, somebody let somebody roll in from Senegal, twenty-two years old, master drummer, come into come into town and everybody go crazy. Oh, master, gentleman, so and so, and such and such is coming. Listen, you're not even man old until you're forty years old. You still practicing manhood until you're forty years old. Twenty-two year old man. When you turn for when you turn forty, that's when you're a full whole man. I don't care if you're 39 and you got kids, you're still supposed to be under your father's house because it don't get passed down to you until you're 40 years old. When your father and the elder men say, okay, you didn't pass the test. You can have your own house, your own home. Or you inherit my house or my home. See, we got a a lot of work to do but we got to clear out all the mess and the entheogenic realms clear out that mess. It's time for us to embrace what is here and available like it's never been available to the average person in the last 15,000 years, 20,000 years, 30,000 years. When folks were sitting around the campfire eating the mushrooms having shared experiences with the telepathy, the telepathy. Are there any more, any more, uh, online questions? Anybody?
6: We got
2: one more Caller from the 404-989. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you saw them from, please?
6: Peace, peace. My name is Rosh I'm calling from Atlanta.
4: Bless. Peace, peace. Thank you, baby.
6: Thank you for the platform this evening. Uh, Lord Firewater and Lord Kair, and thank you for the uh, the lecture and the the share, Baba Kalindi. My question uh, tonight um, revolves around prayer um, in relation to uh, your speak. You're speaking on the MetaNetter and its um, use as a technology and as uh, in dealing with prayer. Um, we kind of use that as a sort of technology to manipulate or uh change reality as well but i was wondering from your experiences with the uh with the mushrooms and impenogens, um is there or what is your what are your outlooks or your thoughts on the relevance of prayer in today's form versus traditional form or the irrelevance thereof and how it relates or how um it's it's affected by the uh impenogens?
4: Well, uh, entheogen is a relationship uh, that which you pray to now that you uh, can't see, don't have a relationship with other than uh, in your own uh, thoughts of how that has been related to you over time, be it your grandmother or your the system you're in or whatever. Entheogen gives you direct access to whom or whatever you would be praying to In a conversation as equals, you know, you're making a, you're making a, a, um, you know, it's like going to, you know, if I go to Kair's, you know, house, and uh, and we're gonna make a pact to support one another, you know, I'm not just walking around my house saying, Kair, oh, give me some help, I need some help and stuff like that, you know, it's I get in a car, ride to wherever Kaya's house is, and we sit down and negotiate face-to-face, man-to-man, you know, what are the tenets of how, you know, you're going to support me if this happens, I'll support you if that happens, you know. If uh, Big Eddie, who's 285 pounds, go to beat you up and you ain't but 114 uh, pounds and I'm 250, you say, well, I can handle all 115 pounds and all 120, I may have to handle 130, but 270 is pretty tough If the 270 guy comes You know you, you, You support me with the 270 guy You know So it's a relationship That is Based upon the experience Of being there And seeing and knowing and relating to Whom you would be Praying to Which is nothing more Than your own higher self which makes it obsolete, really, because you, you know, you, you, you fold into your higher self, and right. there's nothing, to, there's nothing to praise to. You're just having a conversation with yourself on what you're going to do. So it takes it out of right. the realm of the theoretical and places it into direct contact, uh, so that it can be utilized from the vantage point of experience.
6: Wow, that's that's amazing. Thank you. And I would well, I would imagine that that holds true for things like um, chanting and or affirmations and things as well. It kind of pushes those aside and makes those irrelevant in in perspective. Well, I mean,
4: affirmations, you know, positive thinking and thought and all that kind of stuff. Those things are are good. But the thing is, is that see when you under when you when you start to understand your own power and you have access. To uh, that higher self in, in a real time sense, it it brings you um, it gives you a view from the bridge, as Chancellor Williams uh, would have would have said in destruction of uh, black civilization. I mean, not destruction black civilization, whichever one it is, Chancellor Williams book. But, but um, it gives you a view from the bridge to where you can see from a higher vantage point, and that's what you want. I mean. In a, in a regular everyday Monday thing, you know, giving yourself a pep talk, that's all fine and well and good. You don't have to fluff that away. But understand that there's a, a higher level of relationship to, your, to the things that you want to have access to. It's like praying to Jehovah or Jesus or taking your dose and go to Jesus' house or Jehovah's house and have a conversation with him. And then find out that you know they ain't what the folks told you they was, you know.
6: Give thanks, yeah. That that's uh, awesome. Thank I you. Appreciate thank it. you for
4: calling. Thank you. Uh, thank you for calling. Appreciate it.
2: Whew. you going? Who's gonna be blowing your phone up is these Christians out here, uh, Bobber. But I ain't, but, but I ain't saying nothing. I got one more caller, caller from the five one three seven two zero. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please?
3: Greetings, greetings, good brothers. This is Chris enlighten from Cincinnati, Ohio.
4: Peace, hey, uh, peace.
3: My head. I'm sitting here with my wife. Both our heads busted wide open. We just sitting here, just excited. We can listen to you talk all week, nonstop. And um, I do have one question. Um, one of my questions is, I'm trying to tap into my wealth. Is there any like dose that I can tap into, like the reservoir of wealth out there that's out in the ether that could potentially help me now? That's what I'm looking. That's 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 the real reason. I, I mean, I really want to know all the mysteries and everything. That's great, and I love that. I'm a, I'm about that, but I'm trying to tap into wealth. Is there any like dose I could take that to, to send me to my wealth reserves or anything like that?
4: Well um, <laughs> That's a funny one Because I had taken a dose And I got the The the, uh, the Mickey Millions number straight And mm. It was just so absurd That I wouldn't even be worried about money That I didn't even play it And it came out You know <laughs> So there, <laughs> there is that There is that relationship uh, You know and I I hated myself afterwards though, but you know <laughs> it's like, oh man, I didn't miss the number. But um mm, um, you know, um I mean they they see taking entheogens is not just a, a taking them, it's a it's a discipline, it's an art form. And if you put the dis- if you take the doses and put the discipline into it, you can tap into that and mm. uh bring uh pros- prosperity and wealth. And things like that, but to the way does work, it will it will make it as you talk you you coming in here asking us about wealth, and you have wealth. Say so you sitting there mm. with your wife, you sitting there with your wife, where you know people are fighting and throwing each other out the window and killing their children and arguing and fussing and fighting and t- chasing each other down the street and. Not trusting one another, looking at each other's phone, and getting in their Facebook. You already have your wealth. You just need to. You just need to discipline yourself bit by bit to continue bringing the things that you need as resources to be able to live your life to the fullest. You know, mm. and that's the way that's the way mushrooms mushrooms talk. You know, you ask them for wealth, and you got the you got the wealth right there. You know your family is your family is your family is your wealth you know that's where your resources flow from you know and that's what the the ancients talk about money is something you know that's you know that's you know i ain't got i ain't got no money I'm broke but if i want to go to indonesia tomorrow i get on the plane and go to indonesia tomorrow because the resources the currency Mm -hmm. will be there no matter what. So I'm going to, I mean, you know, I'll be walking down the street and find $5,000 to go to Indonesia if that's what I wanted to do, because the universe does that. Mm. You know, so that's how mushrooms and the entheogens work. They don't work in the, you know, that kind of way. But if you put the effort forth and the discipline and the dose, you can invoke that if that's what, you know, like you said, the biggest, thing that you want to do and I don't really think that's the biggest thing you want to do you know the biggest thing you want to do is to live your life safely happily and uh, for your family to grow that's the biggest thing
3: Mm. understood thank you for that answer I appreciate that no problem
2: so so like Bob I want to just uh, get on that one a little bit when you said if I wanted to Take a dose and go talk to Jesus. I'm going to take a dose and go see the Jade Emperor or Lakshmi because those those gods came out of the mushroom. So if I want to jump on my magic carpet and ride over there and have that conversation with her, is that kind of like? Am I putting that together right? Like
4: I mean, like I told him, you know, you it's a it's a discipline. If you want to do that, everything is available for you to deal with an experience. That's what the you know. It's just like the Black Panther when he took the purple herb, he went to the land of the ancestors, and the folks were there. And you know, his father told him, you know, they, you know, he said, I can, Or he said, I told his father, he said, I can't stay here with y'all. I got still that stuff to do, so I'm going going back. But that's what to the do. They give you the access to be able to learn from. The, the ancient ones, the sages and stuff like that. That's why I said technologies, just mm-hmm. like the mandala inside of the mandala. Once it opens up
0: mm-hmm. and
4: three-dimensionalizes, uh, you know, it's a house. It's a place where the Buddhist sages exist. And you can go in there and study with the different, um, the different Buddhas and sages of that particular system, you know, mm-hmm. and like, you know, when I, and I just said, Jesus and Jehovah for you know just examples side of that. Don't nobody want to go yeah. see them.
5: Uh, <laughs> yeah, who is that? No, but
2: I get what you're saying because it it worked for Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs went over there and told everybody who worked for him, "We going over here and come back with some technology." And right now, I mean, you, you talked extensively about how Silicon Valley has that subculture of uh, uh, psychotechies. You can call them psychotechies. They all on the ethereal dreams and, and paying big money to your boy. What's your boy's name, wrote the four-hour work week? Um, Timothy Ferris, to come over there and, oh, yeah. um, and, and and stuff like that. So I see exactly... Like you said, go over there, ask them what's the technology because that's what people pay. For. That's where, you, where your wealth is coming yeah. from. My translation is when you solve a problem. You talk over here and solve a problem, wealth is going to hunt you down.
4: Yeah. yeah. No, that, but, even the four, the four hour, <laughs> hour week <get> is too long. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're microdosing in Silicon Valley and you know, uh, utilize the intelligence to step outside of the box and to be able to uh, break new uh, new rules in in technology and things like that. Break the rules of technology to be able to go beyond what they thought and figured that they were you know were stuck in. You know, so if you got a problem. And you can't get past it, you know, you start microdosing, and that'll give you the ability to be able to look at it from a different vantage point and conquer mm-hmm. your problem. Come up with the new, the new technology, the new phase of uh, a particular tool, and things
2: like that. Mm. You out here creating some monsters out here, uh, Baba Kalende, just with the seeds that you plant. I just want to say, I, me myself, I, I think I speak on behalf of everybody. Um, all of us are eager to um, put this in the put this in the and, and go here and tap into these ancient signs. My question is: When you are saying we're looking at the papyrus earlier tonight, <clears throat> does it have to be a particular papyrus that came from Egypt, or like most everything is on the internet. We put something out or we can find like different artwork got got the glyphs on it or it has to be the original uh uh language of the Metronetta. Well, you, you
4: um of course it's better if you if you had a, a original papyrus or whatever. But you just want the frequency to be able to get into the realm because the realm itself is self existent. It ain't it ain't got nothing to do with um the actual you know uh area of of being uh uh authentic or anything like that because you ain't gonna get close to no authentic one unless you go be tripping in the museum or something like that. So if you get one that is um uh, actually you can go to um uh, even if you go and print something print something up, like if you went to the Papyrus of Annie or the Papyrus of Punephel, or you could get one of the, um, you could even do it off of your computer or something like that. Go to one of the original um, papyri and, you know, go to Kinko's and, you know, just, uh, you know, get a color copy of it. You could You could still do it with that. Because
2: it's, mm.
4: it's the frequency You
2: know Say no more Say less as we say Thank you, Baba uh, right. Next weekend Thank you all for having uh, me Oh, I Thank just you. wanted to give you just a warm You know, we're coming with that uh, We're coming with that tantra next week We gonna give you plenty of time to be technical There's a lot of these sisters Still out here paging me the show, Asking about you know, and you gave him a little bit last week about the semen retention, and I damn near got in an argument with him the last night. You know what I mean? He 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 just was. Anyway, that's a whole other. He he's a man. He's a Montauk cheetah guy. But uh, next week, we, mm-hmm. we, because it's, it's the day before Valentine's Day, so we're gonna go ahead and let the uh, we're gonna go ahead and let the sexy out, and then we're gonna do that younger Dryas on the. On the twentieth. So next week is tantra, love, relationships, and uh, what do you what do you call it? The what's that you say? The glitch in the matrix is when you fighting what's the the algorithm? What's the algorithm that's holding us up? Because we gotta beat we gotta beat that algorithm. Like everybody, like you and Brother Chris has got a wife. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us out here, it's not working right because that algorithm we fighting, and I don't think people really have realized. The program is in a the glitch. So I want you to um come with the message for the the sisters week around um well, uh, deprogramming.
5: We'll get into it. We'll,
2: we'll, yeah, we'll,
4: yeah, we'll we'll get into it next week because that ain't a glitch. That's a that's an actual program that they inserted, um you know, uh into into the matrix. So well, it's not a glitch. It's a <laughs> actual. On purpose program, but we'll talk about that next week. You all have a good evening, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you for having me on. Peace. Yeah, peace, peace, Thank peace, you, peace. Peace. Peace.
2: That one was uh, big time right there. Uh, I got to open all the mic for everybody who's on. You know, we we got to have the end of this. We got about four minutes. Let me open Rashid's uh, fire water. We got to start it off with you, then we're going to AMSU. Come on, man. What What? What just happened here?
3: I don't know what's going on in the heavens. I don't know what's in the <laughs> air or the water. But I've listened to everything he said online. And I don't know if I've ever heard him go off like that. That was amazing. I'm going to have to run this whole show back. My goodness.
2: Yes. <laughs> hey, Sue, what? how what you, you weighing in today?
5: I, I, like I said earlier, I said that was – that was uh, cayenne stuff, jalapeno peppers tonight, you know, so that was definitely like- five BTUs, everything. And, um, you know, it's, it's good that the that this information is coming up, the subjects are being brought up so that we can start to, you know, deconstruct, break it down, look at it and examine stuff and learn some things and, you know, push, push the envelope, so that uh, we can start creating our own realities and and be grateful for that. Mm,
2: all facts, uh, Rashid. Yeah,
5: you know,
6: I, I feel like we're getting down or we're talking directly to the ancestors. I feel like we're getting the information that or we're we're being reminded. You know, we're being reminded of. of Either past life or uh, other dimensional experiences, and yeah, it's resonating. I'm blown away, but it it, it resonates. It feels familiar. Mm.
2: Mm. Divine, D- Divine Queen. We know you over there in the cut. What you got to say? <laughs> peace, peace, fam. Um, you know what can I say? My mind was blown. I've learned so much. I'm looking forward to you know exploring the brother's mind even more and hearing more because I know he has a lot more. He's only giving us a taste, and I'm ready for the the full encore. Hey, and I'm gonna tell you that papyrus I'm gonna be looking at is that what is that? That 58 scroll of Toph. Is that what that is, Firewater? Oh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. The 58? <laughs> Uh-oh. The 58? Which one?
2: Um, What's that?
3: There's a couple of people making is. some
2: noises on here. Right. Yeah. There's
3: right, right. yeah. a couple of y'all. Heavy is duty. One, is that and That's the one with the gates? Is that the one with the gates? Is that it?
6: Nah. Nah, that's the one with the beings and the green letters.
1: Yeah,
3: man. Oh, with the 32 base.